this is going to be a fun series on here. I'm going to be doing my Vivid Nectar recaps on here. Uh, for those of you that listened to my reel where I was going to be posting this episode, here we are. For those of you on the podcast still not following me on Instagram, Vivid Nectar, follow me on there. You need the entire, you need the whole picture. You follow me on the podcast, follow me on the Instagram, Instagram on the podcast. We're all here together. So I've been doing reels for about two weeks straight. Yeah, just about two weeks straight. And it's been fun. It's been fun doing short, for, short form content at 36 seconds, 60 seconds is a... It's a bit of a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I've been so used to, for the past couple months, creating content for, you know, if I want to speak for five minutes, I'm going to speak for five, I'm going to speak for 10. Y'all know the deal. So having to put myself in a 30-second time frame, it's like all this information, all, all these things I want to talk about, and I really got to, like, you know, fine, fine line it. What I say, fine line it? Basically, like, take the keywords out of my thoughts and refine them and put them in a way where you could just get, like, every good bit of information out of this 30 seconds yeah yeah y'all see how it's going on but on the recap i just want to start off by saying one of my biggest things as a content creator that i've learned that i practice and do to avoid burnout is repurposing my content repurpose my content and repurpose my content i for the past couple years whether it's been in personal conversations or on the youtube i've talked about mixtapes and the quality of mixtapes falling down because of streaming platforms. And I decided to make a reel on it because there was a piece of my audience on Instagram that most likely never heard that. Just because the people, you know, my audience, my community, attempting, them, attempting to bring them over to the podcast didn't really work out for me. <laughs> it didn't even know, no, ain't nobody was clicking that link at first. When I first started off, I'm like, yo, come on, I'm starting this, uh, follow the podcast. And ain't no, I, I ain't seen maybe at the most two people click the link. I don't think anybody actually went on to the podcast to listen to me. So I was like, this is great because I've talked about it on YouTube. I've talked about it on the podcast. Let me bring it onto my Instagram audience. And while I'm doing these reels, yes, numbers are a factor. We need the numbers. We need the analytics. But I'm also doing all these reels out of the fact that I just love to speak on, you know, whatever music, whatever going on through my life. I love speaking about it. We out here. And it degraded it, to my surprise. Yo, listen, when I was when I was gonna do reels, I'm probably thinking to myself, I'm probably only gonna get like 50 views, 100 views, but I love what I do, so I'm gonna keep it pushing. To my surprise, all these reels these past two weeks have been doing better than almost every reel I've posted on X artists. Like whether it's a J. Cole reel, Benny the Butcher, whether I'm talking about you know Baby Keen reposting this music video, it's the fact that my voice me has been able to do better numbers there's some there's comfort in that there's comfort in knowing the community that i built is interested on who's been behind vivid nectar they're interested on the owner and secondly i I love some of the conversations that came from that reel whether it was through the dm and just be like yo man you know i was actually thinking the same thing and then chopping it over from there with people it's like whenever you got to make music and you let's say you know you got you understand there's certain works that you just can't sample. You understand that if you're collabing with another artist, you gotta you know how are we gonna break up the revenue? How, how much producer getting paid? How much so on and so forth? Listen, I'm not a professional in that field, so I don't know how these percentages and all this stuff exactly work. But whenever you're making an album, people gotta get paid. Now on a mixtape, 
for the most part, you know, whoever's doing the mixtape, you still got, you know, you still you got an engineer on there. They still got to do their thing. But I'm talking about as far as samples, as far as verses, vocals, you could put whatever you want on there. Like you ain't got to, you don't got to get nothing cleared. So you can let, you know, the imagination just runs crazy for any kind of music you want to bring in. A big reason why we still have plenty of mixtapes not available on streaming platforms. And I mean, damn it, we still, we still ain't got juice on acid rap. We still ain't got juice. We love juice. We just get a chance telling us, hey, this wasn't cleared. <laughs> we weren't able to clear juice. So this is me letting y'all know we weren't able to clear it. But, you know, it's it's the creativity you're allowed to have without those, you know, constraints of copyright and all that for the bread that made mixtapes in the early 2010s be as amazing as they were. Because nowadays, whenever a mixtape drop, I'm like, this doesn't even, this is an album, really. This is an album because you're making bread off of it. And it's in its simplest terms, the way I see it, it's an album. And there was a lot of experimentation that would be had with mixtapes. And nowadays, whenever I do listen to a mixtape, unless it's an artist that focuses on making their music, you know, in their own direction, it just sounds safe. A lot of mixtapes, debut mixtapes nowadays sound safe. And I respect when an artist, I wouldn't say that a mixtape devalues the body of work. I mean, we got DJ Drama with Dreamville, D-Day. You know, it's a mixtape. You know, it's being it's making money, so it's technically an album. But, you know, ain't, ain't gonna make too much of a difference. But whenever I see an artist, hey, I got an album coming out and the album after and says, oh, I'm gonna drop a mixtape before the album. It's like, are right, you really, yeah, call it an album. Take, you know, call it an album. That's your body of work, whatever the case is. I hope I didn't get too lost in this translation. We're working on it. But yeah, mixtape's real. Right now, looking at it, seventeen ninety four. We're about to hit eighteen hundred on there, and it wasn't too crazy in the comments, but a lot of love. Who was it? Colonial her, Colonial her, Carl. By the way, I'm also using a new microphone that I'm testing out for like more mobility. That way, I can move it with my hand. So if the audio sounds different, I still don't have um foam or windscreen for this microphone that should be coming in later on today. And I'm still tweaking with the settings on how to make you know get the best I can out of this microphone with my voice. But Colonial Her Carl, only person that commented on there, shouts out to you. He commented on it. 100% agree on this. It's always sad not to be able to listen to a song on major streaming platforms just because a sample hasn't been cleared. And this fear of losing streamers is limiting many creative minds. And yeah, I agree. You know, the fear of not being able to get enough bread, not be able to get enough money. Uh, you know, yeah, bread, money, same thing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. That fear of... um damn, I don't want to, I don't want to split up this bread just for the sample or this got blocked off. So I wasn't able to do this verse on this. It takes an impact on it. And most recently for the artist Armani White, you probably heard his recent breakout hit, Billie Eilish. For those of you that have been following me, y'all know we've been rocking Armani White over here. He was having sampling issues with that at first. It would have been crazy because if the sample would have never created, would have never cleared, not that he wouldn't have never blown up, but everything that he's been experiencing these past couple months down to, you know, eventually getting signed by Def Jam, being able to give bread to his mother and just all the doors that are opening for him is exciting. It's exciting to see. But, you know, if the sample was never clear for Billie Eilish, it just it would have been unfortunate. So to sort of conclude this part of the mixtapes, I, I talked about it on the YouTube. I talked about it previously on this podcast and I talked about it again on reels and we're going to keep going with it because there's always going to be 
new artists coming out with mixtapes or mixtape related issues that this is always going to be a topic. Always going to be a topic. Now, going on to the previous one, a little bit out of order here. For the Kid Cudi Walks Off Rolling Loud set. That real. I recorded it the weekend. I want to say the next day when Kid Cudi left the set. I recorded it, had it done, but I was afraid to post it. I sat on it for, I think, what was it? A good week. It wasn't until the next weekend that I was just like, all right, I could sit here and for whether it's the insecurities, whether it's for whatever reason, I'm not going to post this real, but this is content. I'm not going to let content go to waste. And this is a big thing I want you guys to take from what I do as well, especially with this one. If you record content, even if it's a damn week late from the events, post it up. Don't don't waste the amount of time you spent creating that content. That's time you can't get back. And you need to get the collateral back somehow. You need that time you invested in it, whether it's through views, whether it's through engagement, whether it's you know like future content, you need to get that in there. Post that up, even though it's about a week later. And also surprised me with the views. Again, I wasn't even expecting like 200 views, to be real with y'all. Right now, we're sitting at 1,700 with that. And... Another thing this real accomplished, besides the fact that a week later, people still viewed it, people still commented, was that it was good practice for me too. I've been learning how to use Adobe Premiere Pro better. That way I could just, instead of using various apps, I mean, let me just knock it down in one program. So you can see the subtitles, the way I have it on there. Actually, I didn't even, yeah, yeah, I had the subtitles all the way at the top. Terrible because you're looking at it, you have like the camera icon and the reels like right on top of it. Uh, you know, but it was a start. Like uh, we got subtitles. I was a bit more zoomed in, and I was still working on the green screen. You can see some of the highlight on my body, camera positioning. But me posting this a week later, still, you know, getting some engagement, some views, helped me with the confidence, the courage to continue on, and the fact that I didn't let it go to waste was a good feeling too, because we ain't trying to waste content out here. Now, as far as the recap for these two reels, I want to say I recorded them both in the same day. And another thing that I do is I record for the following days. If I know, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not going to record or I have a good amount of time, I'm going to make some extra content because I'm trying to feed the streets. I'm trying to feed y'all with content. I'm trying to make sure if you're a fan, not make sure. I'm Yeah, yeah I'm going to make sure. If you're a fan of me, if you're a fan of the podcast, you're a fan of the IG, everything, the whole ecosystem, you're going to be fed. You're going to be fed with content. And that's also an approach I have with everything I got going on. It isn't necessarily about, oh, I want to grow X amount of followers to, you know, just for the numbers. I learned that don't mean much. Numbers don't mean too much. But for anybody out there that's genuinely a fan, y'all going to be fed with content. Y'all are going to be fed with content. And I appreciate the support. So for this recap, (laughs) <laughs> well, what's the end all message? I'm still working out here. I don't, I don't got nothing pre-written. I really don't. Kit Cudi walking off the rolling loud set. Hey, by the way, that's pretty disrespectful. I mean, I don't know who in the right mind can sit there with Kit Cudi in front of them and they don't like them. They're going through some shit that they just don't make sense. You have Kit Cudi in front of you and for whatever reason you want him off the stage. Don't fuck with that person. They ain't healthy in the head. Number two, you know, I want more mixtapes not being released on streaming platforms. I want to say that. I want more mixtapes being released on Piff, on SoundCloud. And I also said I need to go on my way to go on these platforms too because there's probably some gems I haven't even discovered. And I'm over here talking about they need to be released on there. But 
I've been saying it for a bit. Eventually, you know, we're going to have some people that are going to say that same thing. And I'm going to love it because I feel it's growing. That that idea is growing more. But that's going to be it for Vivid Nectar recap episode one. I wouldn't say oh, Vivid Nectar recap episode one for this series. I don't know. I'll work on the title and I'll go on on a couple more reels. And, you know, just the way I do content on here. Uh, music reviews. That that's still going to be part of what I do. But right now, you know, expanding the content, different kinds of content and just organizing all this. We're a bit messy, but trust me, we're going to get refined and it's just going to be great thing. Big, big things, big things. 